Fimblecombe, what do you got? I don't got much. Uh, that's I think you guys hit it on the head, though. I think it's it's definitely a thing. Yeah, I think it's a thing. Uh, the fourth quarter, <clears throat> I, you know, I, I look at Twitter. Unfortunately, I do that often. Um, but Dr. Grizzlove showed a meme from uh, Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. And that's kind of how it feels, right? Jazz uh, really clicking. I mean, they were playing great basketball. And fourth quarter comes and ball stops moving. And I don't know for whatever reason, but the shots are different. Ryan, you hit that on the head. Shots are different in the fourth quarter. Jazz get three, three field goals. They got one field goal and Mike Conley give up in the final 7.30. Right? They, I mean, they just gave up that last one, right? Yeah. We can all agree Booze's hat looked cool in the third quarter. <laughs> You're the best, James. <laughs> <laughs> He's always looking for the bright side. What else do you say? We've done so many of these crosstalks. I don't know. You guys, you guys said it. I... I don't know what they're going to say in the post game tonight. I'm, I I'm feel, interested I, to hear it, but I, I really, mean, I mean, I really feel for them in that regard. Like, I mean, I like these guys, right? I, I, I feel for them, and I really feel for Donovan. I'm not. I mean, like, he's not unaware of his statistics right now. Oh no, he he alluded to as much uh, after the Golden State game, right? Right. So he's well aware of it. Can't be easy. Got to get better though in the playoffs. Got to shake it off. Right. You know, hopefully law of averages means he's going to come back around. Yeah. Since February 1st, here's, I've got it finalized. Since February 1st, he's 11 of 49 in the clutch and 2 of 19 from 3. So he's shooting about 24% and about 10% from 3. Yeah, that ain't going to get a dunch. And this is the time of year, you know, that you want to be surging. You want to be playing well. I mean, you're going into the playoffs, and you're excited. And the season's about to end, and now you're, you're trying to um, uh, think, okay, who are we playing, and you know, how do I play against this guy? What can I get uh, offensively I'm talking about? Right. You know, what can I do against certain guys? And now you're worrying about yourself on how to score. Good news is... Still have a chance for six if you want six. Say it again. Good news is you still have a chance for six if you want six. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be kind of hard to lose the last one, though. Just make sure we don't get ahead by too much. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, uh, thank you, guys. I can't believe we only have one more of these uh, regular seasons to go. It's crazy. Yeah. Take care. Appreciate it. Jazz lose, 111-105. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night postgame show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz lose tonight, 111-105, despite taking a 17-point lead into the fourth quarter. Coaches, we uh, monitor the social media conversation. I'm seeing a lot of... uh, uh, of gifts from the movie Groundhog Day, as we've seen this, uh, we've seen this story before. And man, what a what a the Jets are finding the most painful ways possible to lose basketball games. It's a it's really remarkable. I, I've kind of likened it to Jaws, right? I mean, you see Jaws, Jaws two. I never saw like this, but I would imagine sharks are 
a problem. They're dangerous and they cause havoc in each movie. And so you kind of know what to expect. And this, unfortunately, that's what this starts to feel like. I mean, tonight, seriously, Jake, they were playing great basketball. I mean, we were talking about it. Um, ball moved so well. Guys were, were really kind of giving it up defensively. And then the fourth quarter hit and everything kind of went to, to mush. I mean, one assist on three field goals should tell I you. I mean, unbelievable. That's just... And outscored 36-13. <laughs> it has I know the Suns are good and and they played well and and Devin Booker you know you don't have a good answer for him and Chris Paul and all that but the I mean it says so much more about the Jazz in this circumstance that it keeps happening again and again and you know they show how good they can be and then in in this case uh, you know to use this analogy again it's just it's it's like the putting from 5 feet and in where it's just so it's just a mental block. Got that. Keep my head behind the ball. Keep I, my head the ball. I, it's, I don't know. It's, Pushed it. I feel like we've done this post game a few too many times this year. Yeah, I'm seriously. I told you to come over here and, and like slap me in the face so that I knew this was I was in this moment uh, because we have had too many like this. And I, like you, I'm going to be really interested in hearing, you know, how it's dealt with. There's been where it's been, a, you know, something where guys have been mad and then they've been, hey, this stuff happens. I don't know what tonight will be like. I don't either. Because I don't think they they obviously don't have an answer. So, you know, Coach Snyder keeps calling timeouts. It doesn't stop the, you know, what's going on. I, I, I'm i fully confident listening to all these postgames. I believe you are too, that the Jazz uh, know what they need to do to, to win ball games, And, man, they just can't. And I, I'm not so sure tonight was a, a result of Phoenix flattening out and, and playing the switchy defense and all the stuff that's bothered Jazz in the past. They just... Flat out didn't execute. No, it just didn't. Yeah. I mean, the, the throttle was down for three quarters, and then, you know, it kind of got let up. And that's been the story, focus and consistency, being able to finish, um, doing the hard things, as Rudy talked about. So, yeah, that's the unfortunate part is they were making a little bit of progress. Um, but tonight, man, that's a bad and stark reminder of you know, really bad memories. I mean, that is amazing to get outscored 36-13 to 13 in the fourth with three midfield goals. It's just imploding at the, you can't There's no you know, other way not trying to be harsh or anything on the post game, but it, an implosion full scale. Um, let's see here. The jazz were led tonight. Uh, looking through the, uh, the old box score led by Bogdanovich who had 21 Donovan had 18 Gobert had 16 and 12 uh, coming off the bench. Uh, Whiteside had 11 house had 10 Jordan Clarkson had nine. The bench like we talked about at half was really pretty good. Bench was not the issue tonight. Tonight, the issue obviously was was the Jazz lineup in the Ford. Their closing lineup was was the problem. Yeah, it was. You know, it really got kind of out of control quickly. And but it's the same ingredients. You know, if you're talking about making a cake, you know, sometimes you don't even need to look at the card. You know what goes in it. And in this case, we know that it's the ball gets sticky on the offensive side. The shots that the Jazz get all game long aren't there as much anymore, and so they settle. Right, they're not they're not playing downhill, and and then on the defensive side they become disconnected, and you see play after play where assignments aren't covered. So it's kind of all those things lumped into one, and you've got that cake, seventeen twenty point cake. Devin Booker had thirty three to lead the way for the Suns. Uh, Aiton had nineteen, Bridges had eighteen, Chris Paul had sixteen points and sixteen assists. Wow. As the Suns come back and beat the Jazz 111 to 105. Up next, 
Well, actually, we'll say goodnight uh, here to our network stations. Final game of the regular season coming your way Sunday night. The Jazz are in Portland. Take on the Blazers. Our game will tip off at 7.30. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have sound from Coach Snyder, the players as well as the Jazz lose a heartbreaker. Another one to the Suns, 111-105, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Underhand scoop to Conley. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night post game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz, uh, it's a familiar story. The Utah Jazz played one of their best games of the year tonight for three quarters and then completely uh, blew it going into the fourth. Had a 17 point lead. And uh, end up getting outscored in the fourth quarter, 36 to 13, and uh, really did not do much of anything right in the fourth on either side of the ball. No, it, it's again the script. We 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 know what what kind of happens, but unfortunately, Jazz came out and, and really you felt like if they could just kind of get over the hump. Uh, but very quickly, the Suns kind of put the throttle down. The Jazz were in reaction mode. Um, you know, bad shots lead to. Or turnovers, bad shots or turnovers lead to uh, breakouts, and Phoenix got a bunch of that in the fourth quarter. Uh, got easy baskets, which the Jazz did a pretty good job of keeping them out of most of the game, and then the dam kind of broke at that point. You know, it was just uh, then it became a mental thing when it comes down to four, six, and you're trying to fight that momentum, but in your head you're saying, "Hey, this has happened a lot. Maybe it's us." And by that time, they're gone. Yeah, and, and Donovan Mitchell, Locke highlighted some of those uh, those stats there. He is absolutely struggling in the cl- in the clutch. There's no doubt about it. And the the thing with Donovan is, and I I love how a lot of these narratives go online about oh he doesn't have it all. This. Donovan has been a very good clutch player for the vast majority of his career. And I don't know, maybe we'll hear a little insight to it tonight. We don't know what players we'll hear from. Maybe coach will talk about it a little bit. But right now. He's struggling at that point. And, it, you know, you think about that three he took in the fourth tonight. I mean, he missed it so it badly. Close, I mean, yeah. it's just it's not it's not characteristic of who he is. And so I think that's good news in a weird way. And I know people probably don't like to hear optimism, but it's a it's good news because he's certainly capable of it. He just has to put his head back on straight. Which he certainly is. He certainly can do by the playoffs. I mean, there were you know a stretch of the season where we were lauding his ability to close games. Uh, it really has been since the All Star break. Andy Larson just tweeted this out about six minutes ago. But since the All Star break in the fourth quarter, Donovan's thirty percent from the field, twenty percent from three, seventy nine percent from the line, twenty five assists to eighteen turnovers. So I mean, those those are not. Awesome numbers, particularly with the usage he's getting in the fourth right now. No, it needs to be better for the Jazz to win games. It does. And I, I would guess that Donovan Mitchell would be the first person to tell you that. I mean, he's got that that role on the team, and doesn't mean he has to take every shot in the clutch. In fact, far from it. But a lot of the pressure to stop those runs falls on him, their best offensive player. Yeah, and I think that part of it may be, you know, he, he, he believes he's got a lot on his plate in the fourth quarter, and perhaps – 
watching a little bit of film showing, you know, how easy the offense comes in other parts of the game, just maybe getting over that mental hurdle, you know, and being able to, to facilitate a little bit more in the fourth. Well, it, I mean, figure out how to get the offense back going because, you know, we're talking about Donovan right now, but it's really the entire offense. It just kind of goes in its shell and, and goes away for whatever reason in the in the fourth quarter. you got to put that on everybody to a certain extent. And then, you know, mistakes come at bad times for this team. And they gave up some off, offensive rebounds that weren't particularly timely either. Uh, Booker did hit some shots. I mean, you think of that one where House is is completely all over him, and Booker just nails it. I mean, some of that you got to tip your hat. But certainly, uh, I, I mean, a pattern like this, you think of the the Clippers game, the Warriors game, and now this. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a brutal stretch. Yeah, to have them this close, and and you know the thing, the adage all year has been we want to be playing our best basketball. So that's the hard part. Down to the media room we go. Time to hear from Jess head coach Quinn Snyder. Um, you know, I, I think there's two, you know, two sides of the same coin that, you know, obviously we did, you know, some really good things to not, not some, like a lot, um, to put ourselves in the position that we're in. And, you know, from that point, um, you know, as we got into the guts of crunch time, we didn't continue to do those things. And, you know, obviously there's, you know, a lot of emotion surrounding that. It's, it's not anything that guys aren't feeling like on a really deep level. Um, but, you know, it, it's not to be unrealistically optimistic, but, you know, I think it is fair to say that for us to get to where we were um, is one thing. And then to take the next step, um, you know, to close a game where we can reap the rewards of, of how we played. And, you know, I've said this before, obviously, um, you know, th this is something that, you know, that we're digging into. And I think there's some there's some themes, and um, sometimes the more pain you take, the more you you understand and realize the things that you need to do. And um, we have six assists, I think, in the second half. Um, so the the ball the ball stopped moving. Um, we we gave up something when when we don't have efficient possessions offensively, it becomes you know, much more difficult for us to defend. And I think we lose concentration on the other end. Um, you know, if you go through it, um, you know, the, you, you sprinkle in some some missed shots from some guys that, you know, are really good shooters, which, you know, the shooting, making shots can sometimes mask some of that. And in a lot of ways, it's, you know, it's raw and it's there. And as I said, they're, 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 I don't think there's um, some sort of like voodoo hex that's, you know, floating around. There, there, there isn't, uh, you know, maybe there's a little anxiety as those things start to happen, but that can translate um, into us being even more connected, more determined, more focused during those times. And that's, you know, that's, you know, that's the message. I, I mean, to me, again, you know, I believe in, in this team and there's nothing 
You know, there's nothing magical about that. The way that we played against the best team in the league for a significant portion of the, I don't know if, you know, it's been 40 minutes, 42 minutes, you know, however you want to categorize it tonight. If we, we just got to continue to chip away and look and, uh, you know, take ownership of the things that, that we need to do better. And I, I've never, you know, th this group of guys has always, you know, been able to do that. No, no one's run from, um, our weaknesses or our mistakes. We've always been a group that's been resilient. Um, and I, I think that's, that's who we are. That's what we are. And, um, as I said, it's, you know, you know it's never good. You'd like to have a, a game where we did close. We had one the other night against Memphis, you know, so, but th those things, sometimes you can forget that when you play a game like this and, you know, again, I think you focus on both things. You focus on the fact that we played well enough to put ourselves in, in a really, really good position. And then you look at, you know, this stretch of time where we, we broke down and they were able to get back in the game. And you look at those things, you look at your execution and you see, you know, how you can be better. And it's, you know, it's, I don't mean to be too matter of fact about it, but I don't think it's some sort of, you know, magical thing where we're, you know, we're, we're doomed to lose a lead, you know, you know, I've talked about it before. So, um, the goal for us, and I haven't said it in a while, but I'll say it again now is to be the best version of ourselves at, at the end of the year. And what we're seeing right now is a really, really, you know, good version of ourselves. And then we're also seeing a version of ourselves that, that needs work. Um, but we can work. So that's what we need to do. We need to work on both ends as far as execution. And I think both, you know, our, your offense affects your defense, your defense affects your offense. You know, we stop running when they start scoring. It's harder to run. Game slows down. That's not in our advantage. Um, the ball stops moving, um, which allows them to run on us. And you kind of get this, this cycle, but um, I don't think there's anybody in the locker room that doesn't recognize that and uh, doesn't want to work on it and get better. And that that's, that's the challenge, you know, it's still the regular season. Yeah. You know, we need to, we need to improve in that situation, but we've also needed to improve through, you know, 40 some minutes of a game. And we've seen that improve. You know, I, I think there was a point where people wondered about what level this team could find. And I think what we've seen is this team has a high level. Um, we just need to have a high level, you know, during a certain time. It's really, really important. During, during this uh, stretch of uh, these sets, maybe when, when a couple of bad shots pile up, you know, happen and I think it I think it's more a question of like, okay, what to be able to pivot on something that you just did that um you know either either an execution on a bad shot um or a difficult shot. Um good execution and an open shot that doesn't go in 
Um, I don't see a team that in day to day that has some sort of, uh, you know, psychological hurdle to overcome. I think it's, it, it's, it's more about just the, the flat out execution, digging in and focusing and, and being able to get from one play to the next. So, you know, that, you know, that circular cyclical process gets, gets stopped in, in some way. And there's a lot of ways to stop it, you know, get to the foul line, get a big stop run. We had a few of those tonight um, where we did run late and we had some good looks and missed, um, you know, so some of those things are happening and they just need to happen more. Um, and when they don't happen, you know, our response has to be, you know, to be even more focused and more determined, you know, and, and not to, to, uh, you know, to become discouraged anyway. Okay. All right. There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder, uh, for the most part, taking a positive angle, said it is not a voodoo curse. So that's good to know. I was wondering about that. You know, I was wondering it happened too. a few times. So it's good. We'll cross that off the list. No voodoo curse. I, I think him at the end there is, is an interesting way to look at it. And probably the most productive boil it down to a couple instances, you know, stop the run by going to the line or getting a stop and generating uh, some momentum on the other end. Start, start at the basics and then go from there. What's crazy though. And it's gotta be the part that drives him mad is all game long. You know, they, they really do those things. There's an emphasis on it. There's a focus about it. And then, you know, the fourth quarter comes and it's, it seems like a lot of things drop off all at once. So maybe they're all tied together. You know, maybe it's the ball movement affects everybody else's care factor on the defensive side. Um, but whatever it is, you know, as Quinn said, it's the regular season and, um, you know, not a lot of time left to figure it out. And you'd hopefully think that, um, and tonight they, they were they were right there, 17 in the fourth. Uh, 111 to 105 is your final. The Jazz uh, fall tonight to the Phoenix Suns. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. We'll get you sound from the players coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the uh, My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. 111 to 105 is your final. The Jazz fall tonight uh, to the Phoenix Suns after leading by 17 going into the fourth quarter. Let's get a look at the points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Uh, tonight, points in the paint. Uh, let's see here. The Jazz outscored 56-42, uh, which is a little bit of a surprise given that uh, the Jazz really did a nice job defending the rim through the first three quarters. Yeah, they did. And uh, yeah, it's just that's what's frustrating is they, you know, there was really a good attention to detail and then it kind of broke. But, um, 
you know, the Jazz did have a really nice game plan tonight, executed it pretty well uh, in the first the first two quarters, and then obviously the third quarter they, they really were able to get a, a good lead. But unfortunately, Phoenix you know, had their eye on the best franchise road record, uh, and I guess they get that tonight with that win. So they went out there with, for, with that to play for, and, man, it was, a, it was an impressive win by them. Chris Paul is just an amazing competitor. 16 points and 16 assists tonight. Uh, for Chris Paul, seven of eleven shooting. He only took one three, missed it. Uh, but uh, to be kind of the master and pulling the strings for the Suns team, obviously, is is something he's really good at. Devin Booker tonight with thirty three points to lead all scores, thirteen of twenty six shooting, two of five from three. They got eighteen from Bridges, nineteen uh, from Aiton. As that core is just really good. Man, they're good. And they have such a, a really good supporting cast, too. You know, Johnson is a great player, comes in and helps them. Um, you know, Bridges is so valuable to them on both sides of the, of, of the court. So really well put together team. Um, and, man, they, they, they made a, a bigger believer out of me tonight with their competitive push there at the end of that game. It was a competitive push, but I can't help but think the Jazz got in their own way, too. Oh, no, just, there's no there's no question. You know, when that. you turn off the offense for an entire quarter, the Jazz, I mean, again, they got outscored 36-13. to 13. That's rough. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you know, even in the, in the first quarter where the Jazz didn't score a bucket for like the first three, four minutes of the game, they still managed 24 points. And a bunch of momentum, by the way, going into the second quarter where obviously they took a lead and then extended it in the third. So, I mean, it, it, let me ask you this. Uh, Coach Snyder said it was issues on both sides of the ball, which, which of course, is the answer. But is it more of an offensive issue or a defensive issue in your mind? You know, I've said I, I think sometimes the ball movement triggers it. I, I do. I think when, when everybody's out there on the offensive side trusting each other, I think it's inherent or, or easier on the defensive side to kind of sacrifice for one another. That's what you have to do to be good. Um, but, man, that that seems to be kind of, to me, the trigger that starts everything. And then defensively, we just saw some uncharacteristic non-rotations, like guys getting all the way to the rim without any kind of, um, you know, anybody over there. And people were just kind of stuck. And that, that indicative to me of, you know, maybe guys are, you know, here we go again. Well, we saw a little bit of a change. Daniel House came in from Royce O'Neal at the back end of the fourth quarter, but he, Daniel House, who had a really great uh, great night, uh, put up zeros across the board in the fourth quarter. So yep. even he didn't have a, a huge impact. And I, I don't know. I with this Jazz team, coach, and, and tell me if I'm wrong here, but I, I, I think they're they fall into the category of their offense affects their defense. No they're question. a much better defensive club when the offense is clicking. And so, you know, Coach Schneider's obviously right. Both sides, execution on both sides of the ball led to the collapse, but it just seems when the offense just slows to a grinding halt. I don't know. Well, for one thing, the ball's not going to the basket, so the Suns are on transition the whole time, and we've talked a ton about transition defense, so that probably has something to do with it. But it just seems like the defense disappears when the offense grinds down. And then the turnovers, too. You know, just the, hey, I'm going to make a play between two guys, ball gets sipped away. Those, that's how these runs always start. You know, it always seems like the other team gets a, you know, something tipped away, a loose handle, or a bad shot, and it just it's an easy basket the other way. And that, you know, you, all you have to do is string a couple of those possessions together, and you're right back in the game. And Phoenix, Golden State. I mean, that part of it was really similar. Felt like the 17 points, and I, I guess I think it was 17 as well in Golden State, wasn't it? It was, yeah. 
But it seemed like those leads disappeared in a hurry. It was quick, yeah, and a lot on the front end, you know, a lot of self-inflicted stuff where, you know, guys are a little bit loose with the ball or casual or they're, you know, on the other end it just gets sticky and guys try to drive it in. And, again, a tough shot or a turnover leads to something going the other way. Getting sticky. Feels like that's kind of some common thread in all of these as the ball sticks and doesn't move around like it. And it moved beautifully uh, tonight. And the Jazz actually finished the game what with uh, 20 assists on 35 made field goals and considering one of those came in the fourth quarter. So had 19 assists through the first three. Keep up that pace probably a little bit better. And, and in the third quarter, just, there were a couple of like highlight offensive possessions where everybody touched it. They got into pick and roll at the end. Rudy got a lob. Or, you know, everybody touches it. Um, you know, they are able to come off pick and roll and skip it all the way to the Bogdanovich for a three. You know, those types of things that you see game in and game out. And then the fourth quarter, those are the things that kind of go away. Um, yeah, that's, it's just tough. They, they have a hard time figuring out how they want to score in the fourth quarter. It's fun watching games with you because you keep a close eye on the extra pass. And I catch you every now and again saying one more, and that's the 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 coaching you. Even though we're we're sitting here watching these games, and uh, you know it's it's true when the Jazz make that one more, and it does move. It it is a visible, significant difference. Well, in in that particular situation, you, you know, there's always you get to the back end of a defense, and there's one guy playing two. You know, it's typically a guy on the junction, or free throw line extended. The other one in the deep corner. And he's trying to play two, right? He, so as the ball skipped, oftentimes he'll overcommit to that first guy, and all he's got to do is pitch it one more, and he's got a wide open three. You see the Jazz do it a lot. But oftentimes, sometimes that guy would be a little bit slow at making the decision and ends up taking more contested shot. So that's what, yeah, I always want to get that last rotation where a guy is standing there wide open for three. Let's get to the master of the glass as we uh, await some player post-game sound. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight, Master of the Glass is Rudy Gobert, who had 12 rebounds to go along with his 16 points. Three of those came on the offensive side. Other rebounding contributors tonight, Bogdanovich with seven. Mitchell had seven boards. Whiteside had seven rebounds coming in off the bench. Tough night for Royce. Usually we're talking about Royce in the you know top two or three rebounders for the Jazz. He only had three points, one rebound, two assists, one of four from the field, one of three from three, and had a tough night defending Devin Booker. Didn't get off to a good start again. Yeah, and you know what? This is not meant to be harsh, but... The harsh reality is it's starting to become more of a pattern where you look across, you know, and, and Royce will have more nights like this where there's a lot of minutes. You've given him a ton of opportunity. Um, you know, only four field goals attempted, a um, couple of assists, one rebound, but three points and a minus 20. It's just hard. I mean, it's just hard to have a guy out there that much and, and not get more. And we've had it. We've seen him knock some shots down. And we've also said he's kind of a, a maybe a barometer of how well the ball moves. You know, he ends up with a lot of those extra passes. He does. And he can benefit from open threes, which he's really good at making, which you've got to, feels like you've got to remind Royce every now and again, come on, dude, you shoot 40% from three, get that ball up. But he had a, he had a tough one tonight and 
you know, that's kind of the theme with all this thing is they need all hands on deck to get wins in the playoffs. You know, they need everybody playing well at the same time and, you know, at specific times during the games. They've obviously got to figure out what they're going to do in fourth quarters because you and I have both uh, watched NBA playoff games over the years. It's, it's going to come down to it's it. It's all about the fourth yeah, quarter. It's going to come right. down to it. I mean, that's where games and series are won and lost. Yeah, the, the regular season, you get a lot of blowouts. You get a lot of games that get away from the other team. But the playoff situation, it's it's different. It's more like what we saw tonight, more of a possession game. And even in, in the playoffs, you see often where a team will come back from a big deficit um, because it is possession by possession focus. And that's really what the Jazz need to get to. I mean, Quinn has made the point. They have played great basketball in windows of games, and, you know, and beyond good basketball, like great basketball, I thought they were doing that tonight. But when, you, you know, you go so cold and it becomes habitual, that's where you worry about it. Real quick, uh, how about this? As long as we're still talking about rebounds for a second, I mentioned Hassan Whiteside had seven rebounds tonight. He only had one defensive rebound. So out of his seven rebounds, six, six of those of were offensive rebounds. Yeah, he was all over the rim tonight. I know that. And, you know, it's probably part of the game plan. You really want to test uh, Phoenix, but again, we've talked about a great way to slow a team down. You rebound their basketball so they can't. And so for him to be able to go in in, uh, what do you play, 15 minutes and get six offensive rebounds, that's pretty remarkable. When he's active, he is really good. And he was good again tonight. Um, Got a little flagrant. little uh, oh, that was, hand to the face. That might have been the softest flagrant because Hassan really, what, what, he got him by the ear a little bit. When it rains, it pours, too. I mean, those, again, points. They go up, walk to the line. You know, it's just that stuff, I'm telling you, will eat you up. Those little mistakes. Yeah, just because it all compounds, right? I mean, you don't lose a 17-point lead in one play, but you just you think back about all the things that you work on, and then you don't execute. And maybe that's the hard part because that's everybody when you give up a lead like that. That's not just one player that's you exactly can kind right. of point out. It's everybody. And and I can, I'm trying to remember whether it was after the Clippers or after Golden State where I think it was the Clippers where, where Quinn really hit that point home in his postgame remarks was that this was an everybody thing. You know, a turnover by you know, missed box out. Like everybody did the things it took to to give away that lead. And I think – Tonight's really no different. And the frustrating thing, they, the Jazz, it was a night where they played great basketball. Uh, we talked about how they were sharing it. They they were taking care of the basketball great. They only end the night with 11 turnovers. So, you know, that wasn't a huge issue. It's just the timing of some of those turnovers um, and the fact that they lead direct two points. I mean, that's the those turnovers for touchdowns, we call them. You know, those are those are hard to defend. Yeah, they are hard to defend because you're not you're not matched up. They're they're coming at you quick. You you got to communicate on the fly. You got to maybe guard a guy that you don't always guard. You know, it's just that that scramble mode or, or cross match. You hear coaches talk about a lot. Although Daniel House did shut down that that was pretty cool. That three on one fast break with a little hustle. He's got a lot of energy. You know, it didn't make a difference in the fourth quarter tonight, even though he did get some minutes to to close the game, but. His energy, his energy is is a difference maker out there. And I thought Wancho was really good in the first half too. We only saw him, we did not see him in the second half. But I think both those guys can have an impact. There's no doubt that Hernan Gomez for sure and House they're they're guys that are stat fillers. You know they're trying to make positive plays. 
and just playing the game, getting rebounds, trying to throw themselves around. If they have to take a charge, they'll do that. Um, you know, saw great cuts tonight again from Hernan Gomez that opened things up. Uh, so those are the things you look for, those guys that come in and bring something every night. want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators Program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear, $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator now. Talking about the Suns a little bit, <clears throat> we talked uh, about Chris Paul, 16 and 16. Uh, Booker, uh, 33 tonight on 13 of 26 shooting. But let's talk about DeAndre Aiden, who I thought was pretty good. Nine of 18 shooting, one of two from three, so he can hit that shot. He did grab 10 boards and, and added four assists. But I like the way he passed. I thought he did a nice job when he got the ball in the lane. Kind of like we've seen Rudy at times this year. But when he needed to make that extra pass back out to the perimeter, I thought he was pretty good. He's, he's made a lot of strides in his game. Yeah, you can see his recognition's gotten way better. You know, he, he can understand and feel the defense when it starts to maybe dig down or uh, where there's a pass open. He has a great feel for that. Um, his, his shots in the fourth quarter, some of those maybe trails, you know, where he kind of shot those little floaters, those were pretty deadly and, um, and even made a three tonight. So... Aiton was was very, very good for this team. It was a plus 15 while he was out there on the floor. And, um, you know, I thought he was a big part of why they were able to rally. And then Miles Bridges is so useful to them. I mean, he, he's he's been a large chunk of his fourth quarter guarding Donovan Mitchell, as he does with the other team's best player every night. And you know what? He, got, he went out and got him buckets in the fourth quarter when they needed it too, including that dunk, which essentially sealed the deal. It sealed the deal. There's no question about it. Bridges is so tough. Um, you just talk about a guy that does whatever it takes to win, um, throws his body around, you know, is a great teammate, is always in the right place on rotations. And another Villanova guy, I like to call it out. I thought he was coached really, really well by Jay Wright. I think they run pro-style uh, uh, offense and defense, and those guys learn a ton. But here's another guy from Villanova that's come into the NBA as kind of a sleeper and done a great job, you know, averaging 14 a game, um, getting four rebounds and two, th- uh, just over two assists. All right. Normally we have player sound for you here, but uh, the players are taking their time coming out and talking to the media after a loss like that, I suppose maybe not a surprise, but uh, we'll step aside here for a second and hopefully we're bringing you player sound fast and furious coming up uh, on the other side. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Brutal loss for the Jazz tonight. 111 to 105 to the Phoenix Suns. We'll hear from the players next here on the Jazz Radio Network. post-game show. Whew, We're jazz. starting to sound like a broken record. Jazz Radio Network. And no it's kidding. kind of maddening. Jake Scott, Coach Tim McComb, post-game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, jazz followed the Suns, 111-105. 
They blow another fourth quarter lead. They had a 17 point lead going into the fourth outscored in the fourth quarter, 36 to 13 end up losing by six. Now, uh, coach, uh, you know, it's almost 11 o'clock pulling back the curtain a little bit. We're still waiting on players for media availability. And I say pulling back the curtain because this is much longer than it usually takes. And I don't know if that mean any means anything or does not mean anything, but usually we're, we've heard from somebody or everybody. By so now. it's an outlier is what you A saying. little bit of an outlier. Yeah. And, and at times we've seen say coach take a little bit longer to, to come out and address the media, but. But we, then it's kind of, boom, but then boom. it kind of, it kind of rolls from there. So uh, we're still in a hold. We're in a hold waiting for some player sound, but uh, after another gut punch game, and I, I honestly don't know what else there probably is to is to say that they haven't said before. And that's the thing. I think they they know why this continues to happen. They just don't do or can't do or or haven't done. Probably is the best way to put it. Anything about it? Yeah, that's you know that's the I guess the big question is we don't know you know the we don't know the why. So certainly you know this team when they are playing together when they're on it. Um, it's fun basketball to watch. And there were plays throughout the game tonight, this very game that, you know, ends in total frustration. There were so many big-time plays in this game, if you think back on it. Um, guys helping each other defensively all game long. Um, and then the trust on the offensive side. But it, it is the question, why does it get to that point? Um, and that really is, you know, what everybody looks to, uh, the team, the, everybody within those walls to figure out. So... Um, you know, that, that is the question though, is why let's get to the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A one app tonight from the line. The jazz were 24 of 33, 72.7%. The Suns were 13 of 15 jazz. Once again, did a fine job getting the line, which has not been an issue. No, they've done a great job of it. It's been a, a staple. You'd have to say, you know, most nights we talk about, the, the good job they've done getting there and holding the opponent off the line. You know, it's been a key to why, you know, parts of, of their strategy, why, they're, why they've had a successful season. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, a lot of times folks like to uh, to bellyache about referees. I mean, these collapses in the fourth quarter have nothing to do with zero. Uh, with officiating. Zero, zero, zero has have had no impact. You know, they're, I think that's the hard part is the, the – what it what the ingredients have that have been common um, to this these runs? I mean, it all starts with they start playing offense different. They just do. The ball freely moves, and then the ball ceases to move. I mean, that's really the easiest way to say it. And there's way more one pass possessions. You know, trying to attack the first side to a shot as opposed to a pass, and then you know some tough turnovers. Uh, the Jazz turnovers tonight total, Coach, they had 11, which I guess isn't a great number, but it's also not a terrible number. Yeah, it's not a it's crazy not number. A terrible number either. Yeah. We've, we've seen higher turnover nights uh, from the Jazz before. Um, Rudy had four of those turnovers, so obviously that's something he's got to tighten up. Um, Rudy had a tough time handling some bounce passes uh, tonight. Donovan had maybe the pass of the year to Rudy tonight though with that offensive rebound baseball pass, man. So amazing. And then the response to Rudy, you know, the crowd going crazy, you know, the old acknowledge your teammate for a great pass, you know, he just pointed to Rudy, made sure everybody saw it, you know, just to kind of 
make sure that uh, I thought that was cool. You know? Don, Donovan had five total assists tonight, only one turnover. Mike Conley had eight assists to go with his 13 points. But Mike didn't shoot the ball particularly well, four of 13 from the field, three of nine from three. That's that's fine from three, obviously, but Mike usually a little bit more dependable on those uh, those floaters and getting into the lane. Yeah, and those are those are the ones, you know, if you can make a couple of those, it stems the runs, stems the tide, but it seems like the bottom just falls out. You know, nothing goes in. Um, and they stopped getting good looks. I mean, that's really kind of the extent of it. I think that's what the coaches would sit and watch too is our looks are different in the fourth. You know, we stopped getting those wide-open feet set looks, more off the bounce, tougher, you know, contested shots. Seems like Donovan is certainly taking more difficult shots. And I guess that's something you would you would uh, expect. And the three-point bucket that he missed late in the fourth was was something he normally makes. I mean, that was a good shot. He took it. He just missed oh, it. Yeah. He missed it badly. Uh, but uh, he had that kind of fadeaway too. And Donovan, you know, I I, I feel for him a little bit because he always gets the ball with so little time on the shot clock in those situations. And that, I mean, that's his job on the team. He'd be the first to tell you, but you know, that's hard to get good shots when the, the pressure's on in the fourth quarter. Yeah, like and, I, that. and I think that, you know, to the point where those one pass possessions and not necessarily on the guy who's, you know, coming off and shooting it off one pass. Oftentimes it's maybe somebody doesn't cut hard enough take the defense, open up a lane, you know, whatever has to be done. So that's a team thing. You know, that you, that is not something you can just pin on one person. Right. I, I think, I think that's honestly a theme. Again, Donovan's struggling in the, in the clutch. There, there's no doubt about it, but there is team effort. It's a, it's a team collapse at uh, that kind of epic proportions. I mean, I don't think there's anybody that uh, didn't bear some sort of responsibility on either side of the basketball for, you know, not being able to to hold a 17-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, that's there's not much more that we can say. I, and I and frankly, Roasty deserves better. Well, he was than, disappointed. Than I, I told you, he stormed out of fourth. here. I tried to grab him. I mean, he was he was hot. Oh, he was hot. He he had already made his plans to pick up the the beef and have quite a day. But no, no, no. But no. Stuck on uh, 98 for couple hot minutes. I'm trying to do uh I'm trying to do the math of what they had total going into the fourth quarter. I guess what 105 minus 13. Don't do math on the air. What is that 92? 92. They should have been able to to hit 111, I think. Have a 92 going into the fourth. Come on. That's tough. That's uh that's a tough loss for the kid. But you you do what you do. Um the Jazz just man, I'll tell you what. It's it's it is going to be interesting. I want to actually want to go study it and kind of compare the fourth quarters because, you know, the part of it, the mental part of it's real too. I mean, we talked about that, and it's not all mental, but it plays a factor. You know, because you start. I've I've been a part of teams that have a hard time finishing, for whatever reason, and you know, guys start missing free throws that don't miss them, missing blockouts that don't miss blockouts, and it's just that whole execution goes haywire, and you know they're trying to protect something as opposed to going to win something, you know, it gets in their mind. Bogdanovich did lead the Jazz in scoring tonight with 21 points. He also had seven rebounds and assists and a couple of steals. Not the most efficient shooting uh, night to get to that 21, though. Seven of 18, three of 11 uh, from three. Donovan Mitchell had 18 on seven of 21 shooting tonight. He also, as we mentioned, had five assists and seven rebounds. Rudy was 16 and 12, 16 points and 12 boards. 
Whiteside had 11 coming in off the bench. Daniel House uh, uh, had uh, had 10. But the Jazz overall didn't shoot the ball all that well. I mean, this obviously had something to do with the fourth quarter, but uh, only shot the ball 39.8%, 35 of 88. They were only 11 of 38 from three. I hate the term make or miss league, Coach, but, uh, you know, when the Jazz don't shoot the ball well from three, there's no doubt that they struggle. They do. It's a big piece of why they're good. You know, I thought the pace at times, the way they pushed the ball up the floor to get a three was very good, as good as we've seen all year, and then that kind of ceases to exist. So lots of different ways to to kind of look at this thing, Um, but it's just getting that continuity that you have throughout the game to – to the end of the game, like Coach said, you know those important minutes. You got to you got to look like yourselves. Tonight, three Jazz players were in the minus twenty or more category in the plus minus. Donovan Mitchell minus twenty five, Bogdanovich minus twenty six, Royce minus twenty. Man, is that is that honestly the the extreme nature of that stat at the moment has to do with when those guys were in in the fourth, right? For sure, yeah, because. That seventeen point lead goes up in smoke. That's gonna that's gonna hurt. That's gonna that hurt number. that number big time. But but I will say that Bogdanovich and O'Neal were kind of trailing. I guess they were out there for that bad start, right? And right, add that to it too. Add that to it too. So yeah, I mean, there's that's the other hard part of plus minus why you can't just totally rely on it. It's yeah, it's it's a it's a weird stat. It doesn't tell. It can tell a crazy story one night. You know what I mean? Right. But I, I think it's something you can watch over time to see because it, it's true. You want to be, you want to have guys productive for the minutes that are out there. You kind of even like with a, bu- a budget for your house. You know, you've got, you, which I don't even want to bring up to you. No, that's because you've gone over budget. The moment. Yeah. But the the premise would be you would stay within budget. You know. Well, you look at the the plus minus for the Suns and their bench, and, and honestly, you look at the the stats for their bench. Their bench wasn't terrific tonight. The Jazz bench absolutely outplayed Phoenix's bench. It was, it was the key guys that made the difference on both sides. But I mean, if you look, let's see, Phoenix only got twenty points off their bench tonight. Torrey Craig with eight, Cam Johnson, who I think is a fine player, had six. He also had five boards. Uh, but then Javale McGee. Who, who's good for his role on this team, but not a huge impact player. He only had six. So, you know, Holiday put up the donut. Shamit had zero points in 12 minutes. You know, I actually think that that depth could be part of, of Phoenix's strength, but it was not tonight. No, it was not. I mean, the Jazz were definitely the deeper team, but the, you know, it was those minutes where, you know, the Donovan minutes in the fourth quarter where just the efficiency, not being able to knock in some shots, um, you know, and just getting off to a tough start, too. I mean, we were it was 7-0, 11-2, something like that. So they were they were playing catch up a little bit, um, you know, from the start. That didn't help, although they did a good job recovering. I guess from so. That. Yeah, they then they they got, dialed in. They got caught up. Two. It's not it's not unlike the game where where Phoenix uh, uh, scored. Remember Devin Booker had twenty in the yeah. first quarter and went nuts, and the Jazz ended up, I believe, losing that. I, in fact, I know they lost that game, but they they dialed them back and got back in the game and overcame that that rocky start, which they did again tonight. But I mean, they, really, the start had nothing to do with it. Jazz are up seventeen going into the fourth, and that that should be enough. This should be enough. That should be enough. Yeah. And, and like Locke said, the stats are crazy, right? It's happened 14 times, 15 now in the league where teams come back from that or, or lost games up that much in the fourth. Uh, and the Jazz are 
four, four of, of those. those are the Jazz. Yeah. And the only other team with two are the Knicks. That's not good. No, we don't want to be compared to the Knicks. Which is so, honestly, which is so out of whack. That's how you know it's not a fluke. I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to break any news here, but that that would be concerning to me if I'm the Jazz coaching staff and I look at a stat that that's that much of an outlier. That is concerning. Yeah, that's a little bit concerning. That's not good. But I mean, certainly fixable. You just have to get them out of the out of the, the rut. Right yeah, there. out of the rut. You know, maybe it's changed the game plan in the fourth quarter. Maybe it's changed the lineup. I know we see a lot of grousing about that uh, in the Twitters for yeah. Twitterverse. Well, and the other pieces, you know, some shots go in, even some hard shots go in, you know, because that happens to the Jazz. They do a good job playing defense, um, but it seems like some those tough shots are just not knocking in right now, and that's a specialty typically of Donovan, but right now he's struggling, you know, and that, but that can come back. Well, finishing in sixth for those Jazz fans out there who might be rooting for that is still in the cards. They'd have to lose against Portland on Sunday, which would be a tall order because the Blazers are are in the same condition Oklahoma City was that we saw them the other night. Rough. So, you know, maybe some Jazz fans want to see the the Jazz fall to six, maybe get Golden State in the first round. But I mean, unless they fix their fourth quarter issues, it's really does not it going, really matter? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's really not going to matter because again, I I mean, Phoenix is really good and they made shots, but but that. That fourth quarter was way, no, more, was about way more about the Jazz than it, it was, was uh, about Phoenix. Totally was. I, I, I 100% agree. It wasn't like you were like, man, Phoenix just raised their level, right? You didn't feel that. It was more, you know, kind of tough, tough possessions, turnovers, you know, things that got life into Phoenix. But it didn't. I don't know. It was. It was. It wasn't that Phoenix overwhelmed them for sure. Well, I just. I don't think the Suns are going to make any mistakes. You know, Golden State came back because Clay was just a flamethrower, and all of a sudden that lead was gone. Phoenix was a little different in the sense that they were just going to, they were going to play their game and succeed. I mean, it was going to be up to the Jazz to either respond, stop them, or a combination of both. I mean, Phoenix was just consistent. They weren't going to make that mistake. Yeah, and that's where that leadership of Chris Paul comes in handy. I mean, I think everybody understands. The spots that are supposed to be on the floor, you know, when they close, he closes the game down, he closes it down, um, you know, and it's going to be in his hands. So pretty interesting, you know, to kind of see that, uh, the way that team's kind of rallied around him. Uh, odd, we are still waiting to hear Jazz uh, player postgame, which this is, uh, if, you're, if you're listening with us, we appreciate it at 11.08 on a Friday night. Hopefully you're on your way to do something fun. Uh, but uh, this is not the this is not the huge. We're not usually We're treading like water here, here in our fourth right. segment, waiting Zing to get in the, rain. The, the first player. Yeah, do you want to swing it around? Want to give us a, 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 a party hounds preview or something? You want to cut a number? Is no. Hey, no. Yeah, throw some music on there. We'll, no, no. I don't want to do that to you. It it's I a little solely your reputation. Uh, I have no idea why uh, why players aren't coming, but uh, you know, and as long as we're treading water, it reminds me of the night you know the night Jerry retired was so weird because Jerry uh, Jerry Sloan was like clockwork with his post game stuff. He he really was. He was a he was On a machine, guy, it, right? and it was it, I think it was part of what made him you know good. He was he this is you know it's win loss tough win tough loss whatever. He talked to his team. That would take X amount, and then he would come out and he would do his thing, and it was it was very much routine. And the Jazz were playing the Bulls, 
Now, speaking of Carlos Boozer, who uh, the, I believe Carlos didn't play in that game, but he was returning with the Bulls. I'd have to remember if he played or not. I can't. But he was, it was when Carlos was gone and was on the Bulls. And Jerry did not come out and did not wait, 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 wait. And then Jerry finally came out and said, hey, we'll talk about this in the morning, which was so bizarre. And then, of course, uh, we know we know what happened. And Jerry stepped aside and, and a new era of jazz basketball, obviously, uh, came as uh, as a result, but sometimes when you you never know why some bizarre things happen. But the, this is definitely not normal. I mean, the the jazz game ended well over an hour ago, and we still have not heard a player come out for post. So, in fact, uh, Rudy Gobert on cue. How about that? Down to the media room we go. Defense in on offense. What do you think happened? You. Recording in progress. Uh, the guy shot three for twenty for starters. It seemed like Quinn brought up that there wasn't enough ball movement, there wasn't enough transition late in the game. That was his perspective. Yeah. Yeah, we... The ball didn't move like it was moving in the third. And uh, and uh, we also didn't get the stops that allowed us to run. And those two things, you know... Once again, we, lost, we I think we lost our flow offensively, and we yeah we stopped playing the way we were playing earlier. So yeah, I, th- I feel like it's what happens pretty much every time. Uh, we still could have won a game, but it's 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 hard. we make it hard on ourselves. Uh, when team team raise their their intensity, we stop. Uh, yeah, we just stop stop. We we did it sometimes, but we we don't move the ball consistently. And you know we don't. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get better doing that during the playoffs. Quinn said he doesn't think there's a psychological hurdle that you guys have to overcome. Do you agree with that? I think we we do overthink, you know, uh, a little bit in the in the four uh, when in crunch time. Now that like when when we up 17 and they creep up and they come back to 10 they came down to 4 and then they tie the game we kind of it feels like we we lose our tonight I like the fact that we kept communicating you know we we kept our spirit we stayed um our body language was really much better you know we we didn't give up on, on each other or anything like that but yeah we got to find a way to keep the ball moving for 48 minutes, and I think we'd be we'd be all right. When you guys have two timeouts there, one when you guys are up eight, one when you guys are up four, and you know, given that it happened against the Warriors and the Clippers, you guys know what happens. You guys stop moving the ball, and I'm just curious, what is the conversation in those timeouts? And do you talk about that, and then if it doesn't translate, or how what actually happens? I mean, we call a play, and then we execute, and then after that play is done, we yeah we. It's basketball, so we, we go back to. Um, I thought we had some good possessions. I don't think it was all bad. You know, I thought we. It was just. Uh, it wasn't consistent. You know, and we gotta find ways to, just like the Suns. You know, they they're really consistent in, in crunch time. I mean, they they they, they, they execute. We got we gotta find a way to to, yeah, to just be able to. Um, be a little more unpredictable, I would say, in crunch time. And uh, and just just take what the defense gives us. You know, and they, I mean, when you look at 
what Bridges did in the, in the last few minutes. I mean, he just we did to just play. He just he just took what the game gave him, you know. And then we got a. I think we we got a great opportunity to uh, to get to that, that 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 point. And we've done it before, you know. We just got to be able to be consistent uh, playing that way. Uh, I think it's a little bit of everything. You know, obviously the, the when we when we miss when we take a bad shot or we have a turnover, um, you know, they're able to to get easy easy shots and then and the feel of that, you know, they get confidence when you win, especially when you're down, you know, when you're down 10 and you get those those fast break points, uh, it, it gives it gives you energy and, and then the the next shot is, is easier and easier. And that's what we that's what happened for us in the third. You know, we, we were scoring fast break and feeling off feeding off that energy. And then obviously, uh, you know, also they're they're a very good team. I mean Chris Paul is a is a really good player. They have a really good uh, they play the right way and they're, they're a very good team. So we got to try to give them uh, the toughest shot possible. And they did a great job um, executing down the stretch. All right, there you go, Rudy Gobert. Uh, post-game player sound for you. Let's see Rudy tonight. Uh, 16 points, 12 rebounds, a couple of assists. He did have a blocked shot. For Rudy, it was five seven, uh, seven shooting, six of nine from the line, and uh, Rudy, Rudy almost sounded—I don't know what's the right word for it, Coach—but uh, almost. I mean, I don't. I apathetic keeps coming to mind, but I don't know if that's the right word for it. Almost, almost ho hum for how we've seen heard Rudy in in times like this. Yeah, it was almost more like, yeah, we've seen this before, yeah. and you know, it keeps happening and. He identified. He actually, I actually thought it was interesting. He turned the question back, and so what did you see? You know, and and I didn't hear exactly who asked the question, um, but I, he turned it back, and I think whoever it was said, you know, "The ball stopped moving," and he kind of built on that. You know, and said, "Yeah, you're right. The ball stopped moving," and it was, you know, identified that that's a big piece of why this happens often and why they can why they kind of lose trust defensively. And I do think one affects the other. I mean, there's, there's just. Well, no you basically doubt about said that. it did. I mean, he, we were bailing, right? All right, let's go back down and hear from Donovan. No, I just got to be better. I'll take the blame for that. I got to be better. You like the looks that you got on the floor? Um, it was one, the cutback to the mid-range pull-up, that I didn't like. Outside of that. I've hit the same shots that I missed. I just got to hit a shot in the fourth. I haven't been good in the fourth all year. Team looks to me to, to be that guy, and I haven't been that guy. So I got to rise to the occasion. Is there anything you can pinpoint why? Because, yeah, you've been really good. Yeah, I've, I've done it. You know, it's just he's overthinking, you know. Um, make stuff easier for myself. Um, it's all part of the process for me, man. I'm, I'm going to figure it out. Um, I know I work, put the time in. Same shots I've missed today, the same ones I shot earlier this morning and last night. So I'm going to continue to – and it's not necessarily just shots either. You know, it's it's finding guys and sometimes it's hitting tough shots. That's my job. And 
I haven't done it all year, so I'll be better. Quinn said that he didn't think there was some sort of psychological hurdle going to come to the floor where it was just a bad yeah, I mean, you know, we can say, oh, we got a 17-point lead, but I'm kind of tired of that. I think the biggest thing is like, look, just got to figure out a way to close. And a lot of that falls on me. And I haven't done it. So until I'm able to do that, we won't we won't progress. So I got to do it. What do you feel like you can do better in those situations? Make shots. Simple. Like, you know, yeah, I've taken some tough ones in other games, but what you all may consider tough is the same reps I've been repping all summer, all year. So I work to take those shots in those moments. So now I just got to go out and hit them. Like, there's no other formula to it, you know, and that's it. What is kind of the feeling when they are cutting it down, when they get down to 10, 8, 6? Get a stop. You know, it's it's... I can give you an answer, you know, it's been the same answer all year, like get a stop, execute, do this, do that. But we went two of 15 until about the three minute mark or so. Maybe I got, I got it wrong. We went on a 22 to four run. Like we didn't stop anybody either, you know, and they did a good job of, we thought the ball was going to book. Mikhail Bridges kind of got going. Um, they ran a lot of misdirection, you know, a lot of stuff. Um, and they manipulated that and they got one of the best guys ever to do that in Chris Paul. You know, and so um, we just got to be able to guard, too. You know, we could say the same thing about the Warriors game. We, we look at, yeah, we're not scoring, but we're not stopping either. We ain't getting stops. Um, and that's on all of us. So, you know, and then it makes the offensive end tougher uh, because there's more pressure on each shot, each possession. Um, we got to play free. I mean, we're too tense, all of us. So. Do you feel like you can, I mean, Pressure situations are going to get higher. I got no choice. I got no choice. We've done it. I've done it. We gotta go out there and do it. Like I said, we trust each other. We've put the work in. I know I've put the work in. Some point in time, just gotta do it. And we've been, I've been blessed to be able to have had such success for so many years early on. You know, I can't really say I've had a stretch like this in my career. And this is a learning experience for myself. Um, and I speak for me when I say that. I mean, others as well, but for myself, this is a learning experience. And to pass the test, you got to keep plugging and plugging. And it sucks that it's happening now, but I'm going to continue to work. You know, it's, it's not like we don't work. It's not like I don't work. It's at the end of the day, we just got to go out there and execute it. You know, each game, it's, it's, it's similar stuff, but, you know, stuff that we can fix. And ultimately, if we don't fix it, we'll be home early. And I think we got a group that's determined to do it. I'm determined to do it. A coaching staff that's determined to do it, and we just got to go do it. Never. Never. Go ahead, Amy. And if Milford is on you, um, how much, how do you weigh, I guess, attacking him and kind of trying to get your point about him versus blowing the offense, frankly, away from you and towards kind of some of the other guys? Um, I feel like we did that, you know, but then also there are times where I got to take the shot. Like, I'm not running from nothing or nobody. Um, I feel as though I can score on anybody at any point. So my teammates and everybody feels the same way. So, you know, he's a hell of a defender. He's in the defensive play of the year candidate, candidate for a reason. But in the same token, you know, outside of the, the, the cutback on the left side of the floor where I took the shot, um, 
I work on all those shots and I'm okay with those. My teammates are okay with those. My coaches are okay with those. So I'm not really tripping over if it's Mikhail, if it's book, it's Chris Paul, like, you know, work on that. You know what I mean? So um, the biggest thing is, you know, shots aren't falling. We, we passed up some looks. We, we turned the ball over. We made it tougher on ourselves and we just didn't guard at the end. But as far as it being Mikhail, Chris book, like whoever, like, you know, you, I, you work and I'm in a position to be that guy to, to be, it doesn't matter who it is. Um, so I'm going to continue to work at it. And I believe myself. I know we believe in ourselves as a team. So we'll figure it out. Like I said, any sort of thoughts on, I mean, the Mavs won tonight, so you guys can't hear from them. I, I don't care. Um, you start playing that game. Like it's, it's whatever. Let's just get ready for wherever we got to play, wherever we got to go. I don't know who our matchup is going to be. I don't think anybody does, but for us, it's like, look, we got our own stuff to figure out right now. Um, we get ready for Portland. Then we got seven, eight days. And then it's time. How much can you kind of lean on your past playoff performances, especially in those last two, to kind of gain confidence going forward? I'm confident. Like, I, I don't want it to seem like I'm not, you know, just because shots don't go in, you know, can't let that alter and falter like your confidence. Because if you do that, then you're on a wholly different level. So I think we all are as a team. I think we're confident. Um, and you're asking for myself or you're asking for the team when you ask that question. I mean, I think we're, I think the hunger comes from losing, you know I mean? It may, it may not show in the result, but like I said, the group we have, the guys are dedicated. We're locked in. We're, we're fight, We're trying to figure it out. It ain't like we just hear like, Oh, Oh, well, like, you know, I, and that's why I think, you know, we're going to figure this out. And then for myself, like, I know what I do. Like, you know, I'm not, I know what I do. You mentioned the team needing to play free and feeling like guys were too tense. Does it become a situation where once a few of these losses have happened, like especially, you know, Clippers, Golden State, a few in quick succession that like it starts getting in your, your Yeah, it can be a mental thing, you know, but it, it can be. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to speak for everybody else when I say that. I don't feel like it's that way for us. I think, you know, when you just play tense, we, we got to start continuing to run actions. You know, it's it's easy to say, like, move the ball and all that. But, like, when a game gets stagnant like that and the game gets late, that's where those, whether it's isolation to create an advantage, it's pick and roll to create something, you know. And we got some good looks. Like, boy, I decided to backboard on one. You know, Mike missed a, a tough lay. You know, like, we've got some good looks in other games as well. So now it's a matter of just being able to make the right read and make the, the, the right pass. Sometimes it's a sometimes it's a – it's a shot. Sometimes it's a pass. Sometimes we got to take care of the ball too. Man. Like, you know what I mean? So I think, I don't think we can sit here and say, oh yeah, mentally we're like, oh man, like, here we go. It may feel that way because it damn sure feels that way in the arena. You know, like that's, that's, that's what it is. But for us, like if we, if we go there, then we've already lost a game at that point, you know? So for us, we're a group and we have seasoned vets. We have guys who've been in the league 10, 12, 15, 15 years. Like, you know, we, we've, we've, we'll be good. Like, I know it, it it sucks and fans hang with us, man. I, I promise you. Like we are at. I promise you. You anticipate playing on Sunday? Of course. All right, there you go. Donovan Mitchell saying they need to be less tense, too tense. And uh he acknowledged as we suspected, coach, uh acknowledged his struggles and uh, says he's gotta be better but he's confident that he can do so i mean i I loved i always love accountability i I thought he 
pointed out a lot of the things we talked about as we were bailing, you know, here in the boat. You were treading water. <laughs> no, but but he did. I mean, he, he went to – it's a way of saying it. When, you know, a guy gets the ball and he feels like he's got to go make a play right away, you're playing tense. You know, you're playing uh, – you start to predetermine. And like he said, we got to get back into running action and, and then play instinctually instead of, hey, we're going to – I'm going to throw it to him. I'm going to go get it, get a ball screen, and I'm going to shoot it, you know. Uh, so you make that up in your own mind as opposed to going out there and just kind of seeing, hey, what's the defense going to give me? 111-105 is your final jazz fall tonight to the Phoenix Suns. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Uh, uh, Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. We're wrapping up the post game. Coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Rotates the house, left side to Conley, jabs left, goes right to the rack, lobs to Rudy, who packed it! Oh, that's outstanding basketball! Just absolutely outstanding basketball! Here's your play of the game, brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service sales and selection, LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz lose a tough one tonight to the Suns at home, 111-105, uh, led by 17 going into the fourth only to uh, be outscored 36 to 13. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, Jazz got 21 tonight to lead the way from Boyan Bogdanovich, 18 from Donovan Mitchell. Rudy tonight had 16 and 12 rebounds. He also added a block shot. Mike Conley with 13 and eight assists, Hassan Whiteside, 11, coming in off the bench. Uh, for the Suns, though, Devin Booker, really good, 33 points tonight. Chris Paul, 16 points, 16 rebounds, or uh, excuse me, 16 assists, and six rebounds. DeAndre Ayton with a double-double, he was 19 and 10. And uh, Bridges, also with a nice game, 18, 4, and 2. Also played some great defense in the fourth quarter. Although, you know, Donovan Mitchell said it doesn't matter who's guarding, uh, guarding him, whether it's uh, Booker. Bridges or Paul or whoever the case may be. He was happy with his shots outside of one, which I, I thought was interesting coming from him. So it didn't seem to be phased by who was guarding him per se. He just needs to execute. And like you said, too, I do believe there's a part of it. He does have to take, you know, shots at the end of the shot clock a lot of the time. And those aren't going to be your best shots, you know, still shots he can make. Um, but, you know, just something where I feel like, and, and he said this, get into some action, you know, be able to attack from one side, then the second side, and then you get into instinct at that point. Well, Coach, it's been a, uh, a long post game, but let's get, some, let's get some final thoughts from you before we turn the page. Only one more regular season game left to go. Yeah, it's hard to believe and not really that hard to believe when you think about it in two different ways. I mean, it seems like it's been forever, um, but at the same time, 82 games is a lot. So, um, you know, I think we, we know what this Jazz team is right now. I think they um, you know, they can be great at times. The call right there from Locke was, you know, outstanding basketball. And we saw some outstanding basketball in stretches tonight. But it's just those those tough moments where the team kind of loses its identity. That's kind of the question of the night. Uh, Donovan, you know, said, hey, we'll figure it out. Don't worry. Uh, so we'll sit back and watch and see what happens. All right, we want to say a big thanks to everybody who helped with the broadcast tonight. David Locke and Ron Boone, of course. Thanks to broadcast assistants. Thanks to Jeff Carroll. 
uh, executive producer of Jazz Game Night, who also has to be back here producing bright and early in the morning. Enjoy that, Jeff. Uh, thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the post-game show, the My Subaru Wins campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, you're the best, buddy. We appreciate you. You're the man, Jeff. These couches out here, maybe you should just, just crash. They worked for me during the middle of the day. You'll so. be all right. Uh, 111 to 105 is your final Jazz fall tonight to the Suns. Jazz wrap up the regular season Sunday night in Portland. Take on the Blazers. A game will tip off at 730. Pre-game coverage begins at 630. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.